0: back to another episode of the College Football Overdrive Podcast. My name is Fred Purdue. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined by my esteemed colleague, Rick Brown. What's going on, Rick?
1: Man, I'm just trying to make sure my daggone um that, that the people out there can hear the words that are coming out of my mouth.
0: Ooh. So if anyone doesn't know what's going on, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. So before this actual episode was recorded... The, we were we were chugging along just fine on take one, and then the powers that be said, "Nah, nah, 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 nah. We got we don't like what you're talking about. So we you're not talking about enough SEC. You're not talking about enough USC. You're not talking about Texas and Oklahoma enough. So we're gonna silence you and see if you you like it that way. But we still
1: want to know what the hell is the Tar Heel." I
0: still want to know. And if you want to tell them, if they want to tell you, Rick, at some point they have to. Maybe if North Carolina wins enough games, maybe. Ooh, shots Uh, fired. Shots fired. Ooh. Ooh.
1: I think they'll give up more points than, well, anyway. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. You can tell me at RickBrown91 on Twitter. I'm not hard to find. I'm right there. Free agent Rick. RickBrown91. Find me. Just tell me. I just want to know what the hell is a Tar Heel.
0: Well, I hope they do find you. I hope they do tell you at Rick Brown ninety one. I need someone to tell me where I can find a wide receiver. Just one. I only need one. You can tell me at Fred Produce CFB. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to the last episode. and you'll hear hear why I'm mad while I'm why I'm hurt. Don't ask me why I'm hurt. It is what it is. But you know. We press forward, we move forward. It's on the middle Tennessee state. But anyway, uh, so we we have a few things to talk about before we jump into those picks that we have. So we have coaching carousel news. We have one of the topics I wanted to add, a question I wanna ask you, and I'll let you ponder on it for a while. Who's the next coach to get clipped, to get fired, to be replaced when it comes to this whole college football thing? And are we getting rid of coaches too early? I'll let you ponder on that a little bit. But we got a few, some news and notes. So we'll start out in the Big 12, at least for now they're in the Big 12. But soon they will be in the SEC, the Oklahoma Sooners. The Oklahoma Sooners will be going to the SEC soon. And with it, with them, we thought we would get the rivalry that is Bedlam, uh, their in-state rival, Oklahoma State. Well, the SEC says no, 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 no. That that rivalry is over. And it's one of the things that I hate about conference expansion. Many of the great rivalries and traditions are going away. Bedlam is one of them. And I've seen game I've seen that conference be the Big 12 that is be decided by that specific game. I've also seen A lot of blowouts. I've also seen Oklahoma. I love seeing Bob Stoops cry. Um, I've loved seeing Oklahoma fans cry, but, you know, especially by a man that says he's 40 and you need to get your facts straight. So I've seen some really great players and I have reasons. I have a lot of reasons why Oklahoma has won that series a lot, you know, 90 games to 19, 90 wins to 19 losses and only seven ties. Uh, in a 116 game uh meeting overall meeting and i also have a lot of reasons why they have a 19 game winning um, a long 19 game winning streak that they had back in 1946 to 1964. so this game it, it hurts my heart to see this game go away
1: agree i'm totally with you there buddy Uh, I I hate when rivalries, I mean, that's what made college football what it is, the rivalries. Uh, Florida, Florida State, Miami, Florida State, Miami, Florida, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Texas, UCLA, USC, Washington, Washington State, Iowa, Iowa State, these rivalries are what makes college, it makes college football. And to take it away, you're just becoming a pseudo NFL. You're just becoming, I'm not going to say irrelevant, but they're chasing the money. And when you chase money enough or long enough, they, they say money is the root of all evil for a reason. And we're heading down that path. I don't like the path we're going. I do not like this move at all. I think it's my favorite word is asinine. I think it's asinine. I think we ought to do a segment on asinine moves of the of the of the week. But we'll talk about that later. Um, but this will rank rig right up there, buddy. I, I think it's horrible.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to destroy college football. First off, I'm sorry, but I will never get over. I can I can justify Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC, I can do it. But when you're moving teams like USC to the Big Ten, eh, I can't. I just Maryland or as you say, Merlin. I can't Merlin. do it. Can't do it. Rutgers. I can halfway get away with Rutgers. You can halfway get away with it. But you know, I, the fact that you, we we talked about Oregon and Washington coming to the Big Ten. Mm, no. And I, and I get it again. I get it. You know, conference realignment conference expansion, playoff expansion. It, it's a need it's needed. If you want playoffs and bigger conferences and more, more of these games, we think we want, because we can't just schedule out of conference games against people, you know, shout outs to you, Michigan, with that terrible poo poo schedule, but you know, uh to start this out of conference, that is so, or, and shout out to the majority of the SEC who won't schedule anybody outside of their conference because they use the excuse we play in the SEC, we 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 play and we beat each other up and up. Vanderbilt, you're not beating anybody. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. This it's something that I, I'm I'm really it's it's like you got to take the good with the bad. But this is don't destroy the rivalries, don't destroy the traditions, keep these things around. It is what it is but consider some things y'all if you want money that's where the money is yeah rivalries the traditions
1: yes just saying. yes preach preach because you're right you're right and they can do it you can do it stop 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 scheduling these cupcake ass teams you know and, and, and giving paydays for for 70 to Nothing blowouts Miami. Um, oh hey whoa,
0: Paul. we
1: didn't. No 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 no. I'm just I just used. That was the first game that just came to my mind. I'm glad y'all whooped BCU's ass, but that's another story. <laughs> um, stop, but stop playing these schools. Uh, uh, Texas A&M, and play your rivals. This I mean. There, there should be nowhere in this world that Texas and Texas A&M shouldn't play every year. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There,
0: there, there,
1: there is no way that...
0: Michigan-Notre Dame is not a normal thing anymore. It it has it, to happen.
1: It's, 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 I, I don't like this road we're going down. I, I don't like it at all. So...
0: Dear Miami, Florida State, if you ever end this rivalry, I will never forgive you. Mm. Signed, college football fanatic fan. Just saying. Speaking of something that I I think maybe someone may not forgive anyone for, uh, we have coaching firing news. And this one, you know. This one was probably should have never happened in the, from the get-go. This coaching hire should have never happened probably. Herm Edwards, mister, you play to win. You play to win the game. You don't play okay. to
1: play it. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> hello? Yeah, hello.
0: <laughs> Bye-bye. That was what they said. That's what Arizona mm. State said. Bye-bye. So, um, yeah, one Herm Edwards, uh, that he had a loss, him and his, his son Devils, they they lost to Eastern Michigan and I don't know if you have been living under a rock lately. Eastern Michigan has been absolutely terrible. Even for their group of 5 level of play. Uh, they are just they're they're there they're there out in the in the MAC for a reason, but let's just be real. No one's no one's afraid of them and they're just there to collect a check. So You can't lose as a power five school, even if you are the bottom of the bottom barrel, even if you are a Arizona State, a Vanderbilt, a, I used to say Syracuse, but Syracuse is undefeated right now. So, um, yeah, I can't even say Syracuse now. So, But you get what I'm saying, right? So you can't lose to teams like this. I can forgive the COVID year. You went two and two, but let's be real. You play, you literally had seven games on the schedule and you had, you were ravaged by COVID. So you only played a grand total of four games. Year one, I can give you seven and six. Year two, eight and five, you're thinking, okay, there's a one game improvement. Can we get to nine or 10? COVID ravages the country. And we have, we've, the fact that we even had football was enough in itself. Then you go eight and five. Again, but then you have all of the the back the fallout from the recruiting violations uh, where they were having guys on campus where they, when they weren't supposed to. You know, you had guys wearing Arizona State paraphernalia on, school, on, on school grounds, uh, taking recruiting trips by coaches were just leading them around. Hey, go over here, go over there via FaceTime. You know, getting caught on camera. How do you get caught by your own cameras? You are supposed to know where the cameras are, Antonio Pierce. Anyway, mm. Mm. You know, mm. I never did like I never did like anybody that played for the Giants, but that's never that's that's rather here nor there, especially those guys that played in 07. Anyway, um, you got what you deserve. Anyway, um, so yeah, you you had you had a some decent success. He went 26 and 20. I think some some schools think they're a little bit better than what they are. But all of the things that have happened, compounding on top of each other. Um, I, Ray Anderson, who's the athletic director and and Herm Edwards' former agent. So you see where the connection is. You can see why uh, he was also let go because it's like, it's my job or you, and I'm going to keep my job and hire the next guy, and then they may fire me. You got to go. And we... It, in the press, in the press release, they were it was a mutual agreement for for Hermit was to step down, but we all know what that means. It means you were fired, but they want to keep it in a good light, and so it is what it is. So now the problem for the, for Arizona State is now you're hiring a new coach. You have a buyout, in which that buyout they don't want to pay Hermit was that buyout, which would have been about seven million dollars had he. Had they waited till January 1st? But, hey, it is what it is. You have money to blow? Cool. I, I think I'm in the wrong profession. I definitely need to be a coach if I'm just taking these by. If, you're, if you want to pay me $7 million, anybody, to go away, I will gladly go away, and I will never come back again, I promise. So, nonetheless, um, but now you you let Arizona, your, your in-state rival Arizona come back. And not just come back, but they've they've come back with a bit of a vengeance. They started out against San Diego State. They won a game against a, a, a defense that we thought would be really good. And Jed Fish, who I have some experience with because he was my Miami's offensive coordinator years ago, has gotten this team on the right in the in the right direction. And yet Arizona State is going backwards. Not a good look.
1: First of all, let's just say, let me say that. I like Hermit was as a as a man. I like him as a father figure. I thought it was a good hire, just to bring some stability to the program. Uh, twenty six and twenty alone is not enough to fire someone. A loss to Eastern Michigan alone is not enough to fire someone who is as acclaimed as Herm is. No, he didn't win Super Bowls or championships, but he has that reputation of being a winner and and wanting to win and wanting to do what's right. But when you add all of these up, Including the sanctions that are going to come down, I guess a move had to be made. Uh, I don't like it at all, um, but I understand it. And maybe, maybe it wasn't the right move to bring in Herm. Maybe he didn't have because I don't believe he did this. I believe he let he took the pro mentality to to Arizona State. And I could be totally off, but I doubt it, because knowing, knowing Herm as an NFL guy, he probably said, okay, guys, you do what you're supposed to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. You do what you're supposed to do, and we're going to have a winning program. And the people underneath didn't do what they were supposed to do, and they got into this situation. And being the honorable guy he is, he took, he took the fall. Uh, I wish him good luck. And I had a special place in my heart for Tempe. Uh, one of the first national championship games I went to was in Tempe. Um, but now that love is going aside.
0: Yeah, this it, – it's not a good look. It's It sucks to see, a, you know, a, a, a guy like Herm Edwards have to go down this path. Unfortunately, um, they just haven't they haven't done what they were supposed to do, even as even in this this whole thing of, of what we call football. They haven't done what they were supposed to do, which is at least dominate their state. I don't expect you to win the Pac-12, but at least be competitive. You have to be at least competitive Um they haven't they want they have one division title in the pac 12 and that was in 2013. It's been a long time since this team has won anything. They may have a half decent year um but yeah, and they, and they've had names run the program. A few that you may know really well, one Herm Edwards, Dennis Erickson who were in my Miami Hurricanes uh, back in the 90s. Uh, Dirk Cutter, a, a former Bucks offensive offensive coordinator, as a as a matter of fact, uh, that was back in 2006. So that would have been just before he got to Tampa. So, yeah, this team, you know, I just I, I want to see this team actually do well. The campus is nice. Uh, everyone raves about everything going on out there. So they have to be pretty decent at it. But you can't lose to Eastern Michigan.
1: Not with all the other stuff coming on, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which brings us to.
0: So, with with that being said, we have we have the question I asked you. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. First off, mm-hmm. Nebraska, and this was a blip on the radar. I don't, I, I don't really want to talk about this team much more. I've, we've already beaten this dead horse to death. Um, but. Nebraska fired their defensive coordinator after a loss to that. Not that wasn't a loss, that was a bloodbath, that was a blowout. That was just that was a good old, good old fashioned ass whooping. I mean, you gave up 40, what 49? It was like 49, 14. Yeah, you can't do that. And
1: so, we're we gonna lose Oklahoma, and Nebraska, too.
0: Yeah, we're probably gonna lose Oklahoma because Nebraska yeah we Mm-mm. might lose that too even though the, the these Mm-mm. this new generation knows nothing about that rivalry because Mm-mm. I mean Nebraska's been in the big Ten for a while now so
1: uh, sad 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 um this is a depressing show tonight um yeah yeah um yeah they fired their defensive coordinator after getting Molly walked shalacked. by Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: got to ah. steal Lee Corso's words. Select. Uh, oh, 29 we... points and 580 yards. That'll do it.
1: <laughs> yes, it will. Uh, so sorry. Not Tommy Frazier. Not. <clears throat> sorry.
0: So I'd like to ask you, and I, and I want to bring this, kind of bring it back full circle. I asked yeah. you at the top of the show. I said, "Who?" what coach right now is next on the chopping block? And are we firing mm-hmm. these coaches too early or is it deserve it? So you can go ahead and get, get out in, in front of this whole uh, mm-hmm. get a new coach thing and mm-hmm. you can save a recruiting class, get a guy mm-hmm. that can run the program. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I can name two off the top of my head right now that need to go and should go.
1: Yeah, I, I, I have names, but, you know, I said this, I don't know if it was before Scott Frost or before, before Sunday, but I was just like, you know, I don't like putting coaches on chopping blocks. I don't like, I'm not celebrating them being fired because they have families too, their people to. um... I, I think it's a bad look. I, I think it's bad. So, yes, I do believe that these schools think they're high and mighty and full of themselves. They're smelling themselves. Think they're better than they are and and firing them too soon. Having said that, my man in Colorado, <laughs> Carl Dorrell, better Ooh. watch his back. Ouch. Ouch! own three the three losses, they've been outscored 128 to 30. Let me say that again. 0-3, the losses outscored 128 to 30. And, and, and Darrell got the kiss of death, which I call it, when the A D, Colorado A D Rick George issued a statement asking fans to stay calm and be patient.
0: Mm uh. That's never good. Uh, That's no, never good.
1: No. Um yeah. Yeah. This this doesn't seem to have a happy ending in sight.
0: Speaking of schools that think a little more highly of themselves, and I've been saying this for Probably a lot, maybe yeah, about the last decade, because they've won a national championship in that time frame. They've actually won one and they've gone back to another one. at uh, So uh, and maybe you may be able to guess this one, but it, I, I actually I'll give you I'll give you a shot at it. Who do you think? I'm, who do you think I'm thinking of?
1: They won a national championship they've win,
0: won a national title. They've and they've gone back in the last decade, so they've won one and gone back to another. And yet, they've they're on their third coach.
1: Oh, oh, you're probably talking about an sec school,
0: absolutely, absolutely,
1: and, and, and probably talking about a school that had um one Cameron, um,
0: yeah, yeah. Cam-
1: Cam Cameron Cam, Newton.
0: Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, um, yeah, the yeah. Auburn Tigers. Good, good. Boy,
1: Eagle. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay.
0: Brian Harson. I actually really liked him at Boise State. Um, I remember. I remember hearing about this Brian Harson uh, from one Antoine Murray, from former Boise State uh, defensive back. Friend of the show. Yeah, he might come on one day. You never know. Uh, friend of the family, but you know, uh, he was at Arkansas State. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch out for this this Brian Harson. He got to Boise State, and he had a very impressive record. Uh, he only had one season under ten wins, and it was nine and four. Uh, it was his second year there. He only lost one bowl game while he was there. Uh, had a very impressive record of sixty nine and nineteen. Then he went to the SEC and got humbled a little bit. Uh first year six and seven they when the board when your board of trustees didn't even want you and they really are they've been trying to justify firing you since you got there that's never good and we're in year two and you're two and one now granted penn state has beaten you back-to-back years great old sec um but Penn State has come down south and beaten you. They they beat you at their house and and then coming to your place and beat you. And my thing is they don't want you there. You haven't developed a quarterback yet. The offense is putrid. The defense is eh. and you haven't beaten Alabama. These are all things that tell me you're not going to be around long. You better win 10 games or else. Brian Well, at Curry. least beat
1: Alabama. Or Eagle.
0: Or beat Alabama, and that is very possible this year. If you don't get them now, you don't get them again. So, yeah, one, Brian Harson And my other one is Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech. Mm. I
1: think,
0: yeah, I thought – I knew this was going to be an uphill uh, uphill battle.
1: 10-27 right now. Mm
0: yeah just because of the fact of you're having to and I give him a little grace simply because um you you're having to come in and change an entire organization essentially because you're you're going from Paul Johnson's triple option offense so you need at least three recruiting classes. they didn't have a tight end on the roster when he got there. that should tell you something yeah but he's not won more than three games since he's been there mm. Yeah, that's not good. And his record is literally—he he was three and nine when he got there. And a little backstory: he was at Temple. He was the guy at Temple uh, when Manny Diaz got hired at Miami. He was the replacement. Uh, he got to Georgia Tech, and after a couple years there, nine, seven, and eight—or I'm sorry, seven and six—had an eight and four year. You're good. You're probably going to another team. It is what it is. You're probably going to take a step up but why would you want to go into that? That is a rebuilding job of all. Re- I mean, you're asking, uh, you you have to, one, recruit a quarterback that can actually throw the football consistently. They got that guy in Jeff Sims. They stole him from Florida State. And, yet I thought maybe after the first year, I saw a little RG3 to his game, but he never developed. We're in year four. Jeff Collins, you're 10 and 27. <laughs> You're 10 27. It's bad. You can't score points. You can't stop anybody. You can't do diddly poo. Sorry. Somebody else will have to take over. You See,
1: go. no, he doesn't have to go. Uh, I, you 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 gave me the reasons why he should stay. And, and the main reason is he's had to build a program up or rebuild it. At least revamp the offense. You can't go from triple, triple option, beer, any of these run base uh, Wyatt Bone. Shout out to BCU. Um, hey, that's two BCU references with three now. Since I say that in this this program, what the hell? Um, <clears throat> sorry, but you can't go from that kind of offense to. A pro spread, whatever, without time. And
0: we're four years in at this point.
1: You're four mm. years in, yes. Yes, yes. But how many of these? I mean, this is all right. So if we're four years in. That means his freshmen should be seniors now?
0: Yeah, Jeff Sims is a senior now.
1: Or at least a red shirt junior. Correct and I'm guessing most of them are redshirt juniors, I still think you you need to give a coach five years, five solid years to see their first recruiting class grow. And if there's been no improvement after five, then okay.
0: And I stand corrected, he's actually a, Jeff Sims is a redshirt sophomore.
1: A baby. A, a baby, and you know, theoretically speaking, uh, My problem With
0: that, is that your star quarterback has regressed every year since he's been he had the COVID year and then they gave it back to him, and now, so this is year three, he's actually started since he was a senior, since he was a freshman. So, for me, okay, cool, you went from a 54 percent passer. 13 picks you you your picks are dropping you go from t- 12 touchdowns to seven interceptions and you get your team got a little better and now this year you've already you're you've thrown two picks in three games you have one touchdown to show for it and you're a 57% passer so you've literally gotten worse your numbers are falling and I what I saw from him against Clemson and granted it's Clemson but you should be a little bit better. I mean, there just for me, Jeff Collins. You have one consensus All American, and he was a punter. Just saying.
1: I mean, then at least
0: Paul Johnson put offensive. He put one. Granted, he did one. Shack Mason, who plays for Tampa now, but I, I, he played for my New England Patriots, and he was a damn good offensive lineman. They put out receiver after receiver after receiver, whether it was Bebe Collins or baby Thomas. Uh, Calvin, that was with Paul Johnson. I mean, I've seen, rest in peace to him, um, to to Bebe Thomas. But just for me, when I see that they've been able, um, a a guy like Paul Johnson can put out offensive players, running backs, receivers, some some defensive guys, and yet Georgia Tech has one. Draftable player one.
1: Now, coming from a coming from a high school program that you have familiar familiar that you're familiar with, you should know sometimes you have to root out the bad apples Mm -hmm. until you get the players that you want. Um, If they do fire him, would it surprise me? No, because this cancel culture, this, this, um, we want everything right now, microwavable society that we live in now, where everyone, hell, the damn Gators wanted to get rid of Steve Spurrier, even though he was winning 10 games every year because he wasn't winning national championships. I mean, that's how sport fan bases are. And having said that, Ten and twenty-seven, you can't you can't sugarcoat that no kind of way. That that is bad. That is bad. I still stand by what I believe in though. Unless he's doing something illegal or under the table, I think you should give a coach five years and then and then move on.
0: We shall see what happens. Georgia Tech has a has a, a daunting rest of the rest of the season schedule left. Um, they get to see my Miami Hurricanes at least once. A, a North Carolina team that can score a ton. They've already lost to a Clemson team that has a quarterback who can't really who doesn't process defenses faster faster than you or me. So yeah, I I see tough sledding. I could see them firing him a little earlier than than expected. I don't think you'll get. The coach you want, they have the ACC is full of schools with standards, academic standards, and have because of those academic standards, there are limitations. We shall see. I've seen Georgia Tech have a chance at winning a a conference title in previous years under Paul Johnson, and he did it with a triple option offense. So we shall see. Uh, But, yeah, there are some other teams out there that you may see. I, Mike Norville, right now, I, I thought he might have been on this list this year, um, just because of what's been happening the last couple of years. But he's three and O right now. Now that could change, and he could not win another game the rest of the way. But until that happens, we shall see. And and if and and for me, Mike Norville, if you never win another game, I'm not hurt by that. I would I would keep you. You're my favorite coach. If you keep losing, good job. <laughs>
1: And then they're talking about Jeff Scott here at, at USF, really. Well, although I think the Florida game may have, um, may may have actually saved him.
0: Yeah, um, I, I ever heard of a coach get to have his game, his job saved by losing? <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of that before.
1: Yeah, uh, David Shaw at, at, at Stanford. There's been rumblings there. Uh, Neil Brown at West Virginia, as well as
0: Jimbo's connected to that job. If he doesn't make keep it up at um at Texas AM, I can see Jimbo going to West Virginia without a hesitation.
1: Yeah, whatever. And Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern again, yeah.
0: limitations with academics. I know you have to be realistic. Stanford, same thing. I don't think, I, honestly, David Shaw's a is a king there he has no expectations and he got a nice he got a, he has a nice running game out there with uh e j smith jr so yeah.
1: yeah yeah there's still rumblings though so
0: Ooh, those rumblings those those rumblings will will get you caught up every time so mm-hmm. beyond that do you, are there any others i mean i don't i don't foresee unless like Sark gets fired or something at Texas. I don't see anything catastrophic happening. Um, I don't think right now. I, I've heard some. I've actually heard, believe it or not, I've heard fire Nick Saban. And if you fire him, I will. I will. Get, I will make sure whoever, whatever billionaire, whatever we got to do, I will fire Mario Cristobal tomorrow. I'd be glad to, and to have Nick Saban come in. I'd be glad to. Go ahead, Alabama. Fire Nick Saban. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Stand in line. <laughs>
0: Exactly.
1: He'll have his choice Exactly. (laughs) uh, where he wants to go.
0: So we got some picks to make before we get out of here. We have just to kind of get it all get it started. You know how so we have Baylor and Iowa State. Iowa State came out just came off a win against in-state rival Iowa. Baylor on the Mm -hmm. other hand has not looked so great um mm-hmm. after a loss to uh, BYU mm. for me i like what i saw from um, Baylor offensively but neither one of these schools seemed like they want to score points
1: mm-hmm.
0: um a big emotional win over a, a rival at home it's hard to win it's hard to win in Ames. Uh, i i really it's hard for me to go against a home team in a game in a situation like that Matt Campbell's a really good coach. I'll just leave it at that. Give me the Cyclones in a tight one.
1: Bella, let's go.
0: Ooh. So we have the on the other side of the of the ACC, we have on the Atlantic side, we have the we have Clemson facing off against the uh, Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Mm-hmm. Sam Hartman came back, and that he he gave a, a shot in the arm to that team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't care, Clemson. I'll leave it at that. Clemson. Go Tigers. We have a. I thought this. I thought this was the college football overdrive podcast, not the college basketball over. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. But a we bunch have, of blue bloods. Yeah, <laughs> undefeated college basketball blue bloods playing, facing mm. off, and it's we, you know the reason this is here is because of that storyline. Um, Ugh. give I, I will never, I will yes. never pick a team. A, I I can't lie. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I, if this was basketball, I wouldn't do it. But um, give me the Dukies. Give me the Dukies.
1: Dukies, Kansas, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't say it. <laughs> uh, where is this game? This game, this is, game in is in Kansas. Kansas. In this Kansas. game is in Kansas. Oh, my gosh. Rogue game. Kansas has really stepped up this year. I mean, they're surprising people. You know, Duke is a Duke. Um, damn. I think on my picks, I pick Duke.
0: You gotta stick with your picks.
1: Let's go, Kansas. Let's go, Jayhawk.
0: Rock chunk, Jayhawk. I believe in you, Mike Elko. <laughs> I, I believe in you. Um, mm-hmm. This one, I've, so, I so remember about a week ago. I said, I talked, I spoke with uh, Jamel Cornelius, former Florida Gator, and I said, "Hey, uh, former Buffalo Beer. Know, yeah, yeah. I, I said you guys have, like, five losses on – four or five losses on your schedule. I, Utah let me down, but Kentucky didn't, and Tennessee won't either. Go no Vols.
1: Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. Good old Rocky Top. <laughs> Rocky Top, Tennessee. Yes, sir. <laughs>
0: Ah. So we have we got a big twin ma- matchup. We have Minnesota. A big what?
1: A big twin?
0: A Big Ten. <laughs> a big Ten. A Big Ten
1: oh, matchup. Oh, just asking. I you said <laughs> big, big twin. I was big asking you where the pouncies about to go to head to head or something. Yeah, I hate it. Exactly. Big twin. I know, <laughs> okay. Right? Big ten um, matchup.
0: We have a Big Ten matchup of Minnesota facing off against uh Eric, um, Michigan State. Mel Tucker and company did not look good last week. Mm. And good. And, Terrible. And when it comes to PJ Fleck, you know, hey. we, gotta roll, we gotta roll the boat. Gotta do. We gotta roll the boat. Uh, go Gophers. Go to Gophers all day. I think I, last year was a bit of an anomaly for Michigan State. I
1: I, I spent a uh, summer in Minneapolis. Uh, PJ Fleck was uh, wide receiver coach, I believe, under. Um, um Shiano, when they were with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fleck, as you said, rode a boat. He's he's been he's been getting them boys fired up and they've done a great job. At the same time, Mr. State is pissed. Uh give me Sparty, baby.
0: In this next one, we asked this question at the beginning of the show. Still don't have an answer, but it doesn't matter. What is a Tar Heel?
1: What in the hell is a Tar Heel?
0: I will always, and I mean always, pick against those little leprechauns in Mm. South Bend. Mm. Especially now when they're down. I am wanting everyone to kick them while they are down. Drake, may I need 250 yards and four touchdowns. Anything Mm. less is not perfection. You fumble my football. I will kick you, not me, somebody will kick you in your John Brown hind parts. Go
1: Tar Heels. Uh, um, as I've said, what is the Tar Heel? And I will keep saying that. Yeah, they're scoring a lot of points, but they're also giving up a lot of points. Notre Dame got off the snide last weekend. I think they're going to I think that win is going to propel them. Give me the Leprechauns.
0: Ooh, I'm just curious who's throwing the touchdowns or who's scoring the points.
1: For the them? defense and special teams, baby.
0: Ooh, cuz Michael Meyer better better if he if you take him away their offense. I've I've seen high schools that that are a little bit more efficient offensively and have more playmakers right now.
1: Well, I, I know one has school that does it, but we mm. never talk about it.
0: We're not gonna, we're not gonna go there. Uh, so we have the Oregon Ducks, They came off of a big win against a must-win against those uh, BYU Cougars. Off, they, it, they get another set of Cougars, not the ones you're thinking about, but yeah, the Washington State. Washington State. So th- this game is very interesting. So you have a matchup of quarterbacks. Bo Nix, the former Auburn quarterback, facing off against Cam Ward, who I've been very, very interested in watching, had a big game last week. Came, came up. He was an FCS guy. He came up from Incarnate Word in and and, uh, FCS Division I AA school. Uh, he's about 6'3", 6'4", has a really good arm, throws with anticipation, a better athlete than many, many expect. I'm going to watch this game because I want to see – how he handles a real defense. Because mm. this Oregon team, Justin Flo, Noah Sewell and company, I want to see how they handle how those receivers for Washington State can get open. And can they can they run the football just enough to keep the pass rush off of them, off of Cam Ward? I still say go ducks. I'll take the ducks in this one. But it's will be, I think it'll be a little closer than people think. Quack, quack. Mm. This one won't be close at all, I don't think. Uh, you have the Arkansas Razorbacks facing off, off against the number 22 Texas and m Aggies, a team that can't score a ton of points. They couldn't score. They scored 17 whole points against a Miami team that could not catch a cold, could not score points at all. K.J. Jefferson and company are going to roll this team. Their offensive line looks amazing right now. K.J. Jefferson at at quarterback, he looks like Cam Newton. He's not as fast or athletic, but he has a good arm. Um, Pretty accurate, a lot more accurate than he was last year. They've run a few of those trick plays, those nice college football trick plays. The Jets sweep pass. I've seen a a little bit of the Veer option. I saw a double pass a few weeks ago. They can get a little tricky. Sam Pittman has his team rolling right now, and they gave Alabama problems last year, and they're picking up where they left off. Give me the hogs. Who we'll pick Sui?
1: A uh, and M beat. Who did A and M beat?
0: Um, they beat my Miami Hurricanes.
1: By okay. Olympics. Okay. Stop. 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 Stop, yeah. stop. 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 Stop.
0: Stop.
1: Okay. On that win alone, give me A and M.
0: Yikes. Yikes!
1: I believe in you, Jimbo. I believe in you.
0: Avenge us, Sam Pittman. <laughs> um, this one's this one's fairly easy. Um, the, you have the Kansas State uh, Wildcats facing off against the Oklahoma Sooners. Mm. Deuce Vaughn reminds me a mm. lot of, of another one of those small uh, Kansas State running backs. You remember Darren mm. Sproles? Very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a good one. He was really mm. good. He was good. Um, he was good. Yeah, he was real good. Well, Deuce Vaughn is very much in the same mold, but mm. Oklahoma has Denzel has, – uh, I'm sorry. They he, they have uh, Dylan Gabriel. They <laughs> also have Marvin Mims. Uh, they have a, and a host of others on that offense. Mm. Mm. Brett Venables is running the defense. Mm. This game will look very similar to last week where they won 49-14. to 14. Mm. I – I, I hope I see a lot more of the. the. I want to see Dylan Graybrooke taking off for 60 again. That was fun. Mm. That was really fun. Mm. Mm. Watching mm. Oklahoma play defense again is also pretty fun.
1: Yeah. 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 Go Scoops. Boom, yeah. we'll sooner.
0: Last but not least, we have the USC Trojans and their new look offense where they have receivers saying that they'd rather redshirt and transfer or they're pondering redshirting and staying because they were the leading receiver the year before and now they're fourth on the depth chart. Yeah, they're that good at receiver again. Leakin Riley has his team looking really good against – they're facing off – they're going to Corvallis. And in the past, Corvallis has not always been that good to them. I remember a a certain Mark Sanchez who had an undefeated USC team looking real good, and they went to Corvallis, and they lost. That ain't going to happen this week. Uh, Caleb Williams and company are going to put the – they're going to shellack this team. It's going to be bad. Uh, Give me the Trojans. Fight on.
1: Caleb Williams from Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. There's something about being from the most powerful city in the entire world. Yeah. Yeah. They roll.
0: <laughs> they roll. This week's slate of games have been eh, – this one's a little bit lackluster, and we talked about that going, coming into the week. This might be the lackluster week, but I've said that for the last two, so you never know. Uh, we do have a couple. We actually have a Friday game. I may I might actually be looking forward to. I want to see Boise. I want to see what they're doing at uh at quarterback now that Hank is not around for a bit. Um definitely interested in seeing that, and I want to see how many points Alabama can put on a Vanderbilt team that says that they are this is their conference. Nick Saban, don't call the dogs off. They need a yeah. little bit they need a Let's, little go,
1: Let's, go. Mm. Let's go, Vandy. Let's go. Let's go, Vandy. Let's show them whose conference it really is.
0: Ooh. That game will be close for all of 30 seconds. <laughs> on, the, hey. on the game clock at that.
1: I bet, I bet you Vandy wins the coin flip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't be surprised if they do. I would not be surprised. But yeah, that that's our picks for the week. Um, Any kind of anything, anything you want to want to add to this to put a bow on this show before we kind of get out of here?
1: Yeah, um, please, somebody, anybody, anybody who's listening, please. I just I just ask one question, just one thing I need to know. What is a Tar Heel? (laughs) You find me at Rick Brown. You can find me at Rick ninety one on Twitter. What is a Tar Heel? Hit me up, please. Let me know.
0: You can find me on Twitter, Fred Produce CFB. If you are a if you are a capable wide receiver anywhere, and you have a little elig- eligibility left, go call the University of Miami. They might can help you. Uh, otherwise, I have nothing left for you for this <laughs> week. Uh, this week's. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter tweeting about Miami's woes at wide receiver and why we should run the ball a lot more. You can, again, do that at Fred CFB. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter for all the latest happenings, the latest news and notes throughout the week. Until next time, folks, stay, stay safe and peace. Peace.